Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're ready to go again. It's 9.08. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston. Phil Campbell is here from Campbell Road Nursery. I always pre- appreciate it when you're willing to come in. I, well, thank you. I appreciate that. Because I know how busy you are. Anybody, yeah. if you just go out and watch, sit and watch like we did last, <coughs> last week at that operation, you, you've got a lot of stuff You can't sit still, on. can't you? Well, that's another another deal altogether. <laughs> of course not, but Brian uh, Woodall has a lot of dem- demands. Yeah, Brian, Brian Woodall texted me a little while ago, and he said, "Hey, I'm glad you're on the show." And I said, "Well, I think Mike thinks it's the only time I can be still, so I try to I try to be here so I can be still for well, once I, in a while." I, yeah, we don't have uh, we don't have a wireless mic in here. Otherwise, <laughs> I guess you could walk walk around and. Yeah, no, if you, ne- I if you need it. to, I, I kind of like show. that too. I'm fidgety. I love being on the show. I I like. I just want to help people as much as I can. I don't like going to church and sitting in a pew very long. I don't either. That's why I like yeah. to usher. <laughs> my Sunday to usher, yeah. I can walk around. But you can't usher every week, can you? I know it. No, I can't. See, can't usher at all now. Can't go to church, right, Faye? <laughs> Won't be long though. I hear some churches are having service tomorrow. Yeah, we we yeah, we, have, starting about we have services. Minim, certain just minimum people. Uh, yeah, but, you yeah. know you have certain amount based on the size of the church. Yeah, you have to sign up. So, right, all of that. Well, but, your, your backsliders have good reason not to go to church then. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. It has that's been. What, like, that's what we call them back home, backsliders. <laughs> that's right. Backsliders. Uh, 919-860. Faye McNoll is with us from the Orange County Cooperative Extension Service. Are you having a good time so far, Faye? Absolutely. And I have um, a, something I want to share that goes we'll back share a few it. weeks. Do you know I've listened to this program for 40-some years, every, every, almost every, every Well, John H. Harris used to say, keep them growing. Amen. I've been listening to this. Yeah. But um, we were talking about companions a few weeks ago, and I called in when the gentleman was saying his corn had, Corn and tomatoes didn't work well together. Right. So I got into my books, and I found something interesting. Rufus has inspired me to, to share a little story here. Yeah. I have this gorgeous little book called Soulmates, Companion Planning for Your Vegetable Garden. Oh. And it, it has a little story I want to read, just a couple of paragraphs, if that's okay. Yes, ma'am. Tomatoes Go ahead. Is probably the most popular girl in the garden bed. Everyone loves her seductive round fruits, and her colorful hues go with everything. Basil may be loose and lanky, but he's a force to be reckoned with. He tries to make up for his minor shortcomings by helping deter pesky fruit flies and disease from voluptuous mm. tomato. In fact, Basil makes tomatoes so happy that all summer long she remains fertile and glowing, qualities that show in her flavor. 
They have similar personalities and similar requirements, so that's why they get along so well. Tomato, um, you, with a layer of mulch and regular watering and dry weather, keeps them both happy. Make sure you have ample sunshine, which improves their moods and complexion. Uh-huh. And also, one point that I had never known was um, if you smoke, wash your hands before finding tomato oh, because yeah. she abhors the odor and, and the bugs that stalk tobacco. Yep. Isn't that oh boy! That's I gotta watch my cigars then. That's true. That's exactly true. I don't. That's why we don't let anybody. Well, I don't like to smell it, but we don't let people smoke on the property because of the tobacco mesoic virus and things like that. Petunias, especially, and things like that. And uh, we just. I mean, it's just better not to. Well, you, you you're gonna have to have a smoking corner for Rufus. Oh, he out can. There. Yeah, he can get a smoking corner. But you know, if you what you're talking about is like. Smoking a cigarette, you get the the all the stuff on your hands from the smoke, yeah, and then you start touching the plants, sure, and, and it's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a and that's well, called aware of that. That's called soul mates. Soil mates. Soil mates. L M A T E S. Two separate words by Sarah Alway. A L W A Y. Okay. It is the cutest little book and it's so fun. It has a recipe for each one of the combinations it talks about. There's one called Cucumber and Corn. It tells why they get along so good. And it, it has pears like that all through. It's mm. just so fun. And children would love it. Well, that's what? great about tomatoes and basil. That's, uh-huh. I mean, people like to put them together, but yeah. as far as growing them like that, that's, that's Isn't really good. Isn't that good to have a slice of tomato with a big basil leaf on it? It is. It's delicious. But it does make one point also that I didn't realize, and that is one of tomatoes' biggest threats is garlic. It goes well with tomatoes when you're cooking, but not on in the ground. Hmm. Well, by the way, this was, it was Major Dave that asked the question, our friend from Virginia, right, by way of North Carolina. He was a great gar- uh, vegetable gardener. And he'll be glad to hear about that book, Soil Mates. Yeah. That's great. And there's another one that's really good, too. It's by a lady who, who uh, is very much like uh, Rosalind Creasy and um, our friend down in Garner, uh, or in Cary. Um, great Garden Companions. It's a companion planting system for a beautiful chemical-free vegetable garden, and that author is Sally Jean Cunningham. She's from she's the South, isn't she? With Cornell Cooperative <laughs> Extension. Oh, she's in front. It's an she's excellent got... book. It tells you about the botanical families, which is really helpful if you're learning and want to grow vegetables well, if you know the families. Just a beautiful book. All right, give the wow. title and the author's name again. Great, Great Garden Companions. A Companion Planting System for a Beautiful Chemical-Free Vegetable Gardening. It's a Rodale publication. Sally Jean Cunningham from Cornell. I figured she'd be from the University of Mississippi or something. Sally Jean. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, another uh, horticulturist is with us, Sam McKeever out of the State Farmer's Market. Sam, what do you think about those books? What's that now? And what do you think about those books? <laughs> uh, he, he wasn't even paying attention. Dad gummit. No, trying, we were talking he's about. trying to get a nap in. <laughs> no, I, uh, I heard I, I heard her. She was reading, but I didn't know if it was from a book or. It or, is. Where it was it's a it's a book called Soul uh, Soil Mates. Soil Mates. Okay. Yeah, companion okay. planning for vegetable gardens. We were talking about ve- uh, companion yeah, companions for yeah. uh, for vegetable garden. I bet you uh, always keep that in mind when you plant things anyway. It's really important. But if you don't want to grow anything, you want the vegetables anyway, you can go to the farmer's market, yeah, right? we can help you both ways. we got the plants that you can plant, 
and uh, we we got it up. We got the finished product too. <laughs> is that uh, is Gerald Adams still out there selling he tomato is, plants? I think he said this may be his last weekend. He yeah, said, I think he, he told was, me it was. Uh, he's, he's about sold out of his stuff, so, but he's got all kinds of tomato plants and other vegetable plants as well. And uh, we got some other vendors with vegetable plants, uh, annual bedding plants, a lot of trees and shrubs, uh, perennials, herbs, uh, boxwoods, uh, Japanese maples. Uh, fruit trees and bushes, uh, cactus, succulents, aquatics, ferns, hanging baskets, uh, mixed planters. And then some folks that I know are going to be really busy today and possibly tomorrow as well is the cut flower folks. Uh, oh, people, yeah. People getting ready for Mother's Day, and they have some really beautiful bouquets down there. And uh, they actually, some of them came in in the middle of the night uh, working, <laughs> working, fixing bouquets because they knew they were going to have a busy day today. Yeah. Oh, go on. So do you you have uh, someone, I guess it was Monica mentioned, a, a citrus grower. Somebody has citrus plants like lemon yes. plants uh, out there. Carolina boxwoods, uh, which they're kind of known for the boxwoods, but they grow a lot of fruit trees and bushes as well. Yeah. And they have some citrus trees down there. And also, I don't know if they have any right now, but I know at times they have the citrus trees where they're, they have like several different uh, kinds of uh, citrus or limes. They have a tree with all three on it, or sometimes oh, wow. I've even seen as many as four or five on it, um, where you could have a tree that has, I guess they're grafted on there with lemons, limes, oranges, mm. or, of course, you would have to put those inside in the wintertime. And, uh, well, you know, I've ordered one of those before, Sin, and mine just didn't work. It had a whole bunch of limes on it, and that was it. Yeah. So yeah, I'd be, I, I want to come by and see that. Work. Yeah. Are they... Um, are they together? Are they like three different trees or two different trees and just bound together? They're they're actually grafted, uh, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, huh. So I, I don't know how to I don't know how good that works. Uh, yeah. So, but uh, I've been intrigued by it though. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's really. I'm sure you have been as with your interest in plants. Yeah. I know. Uh, but now that I know Rufus has uh, some citrus trees at his house, I know where to get some if I need to go. Yeah, that's right. You do a little bartering. There you go. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> well, those, are, those as Faye will tell you, they're full-size lemons. And they, they really drew. They, they'll pull a limb down. Bigger than what you find in the store. Yeah, a little oh, yeah. Meyer lim- They're better, too. Rufus, Meyer you, lemons are do great. you sit out there and pull one off and, and uh, eat it raw? Ever? Well, I sort of savor it. I uh-huh. do it a little. little there are other, other uses for it. <laughs> A lemon and a lime. <laughs> I, well, I discovered. She uses a slice at the time. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just didn't know. Since this is a family program. <laughs> well, I've, I've mentioned cocktails. I mean, that's, well, yeah. That's, the, when the good Lord said to take care of good wine. <laughs> wine and lemon, wine and lemon peels. I guess no. you could do that. I, well, you could put a lemon peel on anything. Yeah. Well, you could. But. You can put it on fish. You can put it on drinks. You can, yeah, Sweet Melissa always use. does that with, with uh, any of the fish, shrimp, anything. You can preserve it, too. That's right. Help Go to Martha up. Stewart for the recipe on how to preserve lemons. They're wonderful in things like tuna salad and chicken salad. It's just They're good in fig preserves, too. Flavor. <laughs> fig preserves. Yes, they are. You put that in, the, in fig preserves? My granny did. Oh. Yeah, they're really good. Oh, that'd be that. great. Oh, yeah, because then the, the peelings are preserved, and I eat them. Sam, you ever done any canning? I have. Uh, growing up, I did. I haven't done any recently, but yeah. I have. I sure have. 
I understand. Yeah, that's that's tough business. That, yeah. That's a real art it is. to that. You so, know, my mama canned uh, <clears throat> until she died at 92 years old, and she used the old wood stove that we grew up with in, in, on the house on the hill. And I remember cutting kindling for it, and, and wood stove had to be a, a certain size. It, it wasn't the same kind you'd burn in the fireplace. It had to be the right kind of wood stove. Right. Wood, wood stove. Huh. So, Sam, uh, have we taken care of everybody under the farmer's shed? Now we can... uh, let's, let's see. We talked about some plants, but we do have a lot of produce coming in. Uh, of course, strawberries are the big thing right now, mm-hmm. and we got plenty of them. Uh, also, sugar snaps and garden peas, they're, they're starting to get, uh, just getting started here. Uh, we have some really good uh, tunnel-grown stuff coming in as well, tomatoes, squash, cucumbers, peppers. Um, also have some tunnel-grown raspberries and blueberries coming in. Mm. From the southeastern part of the state, they look really nice. Uh, see, we got uh, red and white potatoes, Brussels sprouts, um, broccoli. Uh, still got a little bit of asparagus coming in, radishes, carrots, uh, red and white onions, all kinds of greens. Uh, still have a little bit of uh, butternut, butternut, acorn, and spaghetti squash. That, that'll be ending here pretty soon. Um, we got mushrooms, gar- garlic, uh, cur- cut herbs. Um, Cabbage, lettuce, of course, sweet potatoes you can always get out here. Uh, also have a, some apple varieties still coming in. Uh, honey, salsa. Uh, so, yeah, we we got a pretty good selection. What about up in the market shops? All kinds of good stuff up there. And I know with Mother's Day coming up, if you're getting ready for your Mother's Day meals and stuff, you can find all kinds of good stuff up there. They have a lot of gift baskets and things up there as well that, that might intrigue you for Mother's Day. Uh, you can get all kinds of uh, farm-raised meats, eggs, cheeses, all kinds of great baked good items, cakes, pies, breads, uh, jams and jellies, candies, um, barbecue sauces, um, soaps and lotions. Uh, you got North Carolina wines, and they really they usually have some really nice gift baskets in their place as well at uh, Chatham Hill Winery. Of course, we've got local seafood, uh, bringing in fresh seafood from North Carolina. Um, we got three, two, one coffee, uh, get you some coffee. Um, of course we got the market grill, uh, great hot dogs, cheeseburgers, sandwiches. Um, they also serve breakfast as well. So, uh, get you something, kind of walk around the market. Somebody on Facebook, friend of mine on Facebook said, uh, yesterday was asking, he said, I'm, I'm calling the seafood market. Are they open because they're not answering their phone? And I told him that you have to order online or, go to the restaurant and order, and you can't eat inside, you can eat outside or take it home. That's right, yeah. They, and I don't, I, you know, Kemp's been talking about opening up the dining room, and I'm not right. sure he's, uh, I think he's hesitant about it. He don't want to have to go backwards, so he, he's, he's kind of waiting on that. So I hope sure. things improve, he'll, he'll be able to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's getting a lot of business anyway, isn't he? He sure, he sure is. They're, they're staying busy, and that's probably one reason why they, they don't take, try to do orders over the phone because it's just hard so difficult yeah. to try to do what's in front of you and then on the phone, too. Great. Yeah. Okay. And the farmer's market restaurants, you can eat in there. That's and, right. Uh, sure can. And, um, lots to eat. That, you know, today would be a beautiful day to go out there and sit on the patio. I don't, I don't know would. if you could get a better day to do it. Um, and they've right. got a patio on the front and back side of the market right now. So, uh, But great country cooking, mm-hmm. uh, breakfast. They open up at 6 a.m. And they close at 3 p.m. and uh, they they even serve breakfast right up at 3 p.m. So uh, and then you just uh, great vegetables and uh, meats and things. Uh, so uh, yeah, be sure to check them out. 
And the market shops, lots of things in there. You can you can eat at the market grill. That's right. So yeah, we got three three great uh, eating choices. Also, wanted to mention down below the seafood restaurant, we have the Hunter Pork Center. Um, pork any way you want it. Also down uh, in our cra- what we call our craft shed area, uh, we have uh, Urban Spices. We have a uh, another meat vendor down there as well. Um, Millhouse Engraving, and they do stone engraving, just beautiful stuff. Um, they do. I can testify to that. They've done several um, things for kettle us. Kettle corn, um, sal- all kinds of barbecue sauces, um, lemonade, um, donuts, um, tropical plant. It's kind, of, it's kind of a hodgepodge of everything down there. It's a really mm-hmm. neat place to sure check Sure is. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, Super Sod is there. If you need some sod, this time you can start uh, thinking about the warm season sod right. now. Get you some warm season grass and put down and uh, they can help you out. They also sell the uh, big yellow bags and they sell lime fertilizer and things like that as well for your for your yard. And also we have uh, market imports up at the very top of the hill above the restaurant. Um, wrought iron, teak, pottery, uh, pottery, you, you name it, they got it when it comes to pottery. Uh, small, large, uh, they got fountains, all kinds of home decor, just a really neat place. The thing I like for my hoses is called hose pottery. You wind the hose up in it, and it's very neat and keeps it uh, out of the way, and you're not going to be mowing over it with a lawnmower, and it's just a beautiful thing to have. Yeah, Yeah. they are really nice. They sure are. You look like you've done that before. Uh, He he has. (laughs) Yes, sir. I have done that before. (laughs) Well, Sam, uh, have a wonderful day, my friend. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yes, okay. indeedy. Thank you. We'll talk to you later, my friend. All right, we'll talk to you later. All right, uh, 924 Dan is with us in Garner. Dan, good morning. Good morning, Mike, and the rest of the crowd. How yes, are you sir, guys? we're wonderful. Couldn't Hi, be Dan. better. How are you? I'm good. Uh, a little bit of background, but then I have one question. The background is, y'all will remember my sister, Jenny, from Richmond, Virginia, Yes, of she course it had the groundhog the groundhogs. Yeah. yeah, and she, I know she passed away. I'm sorry. Today is her birthday, so I thought what a perfect Aww. day to ask you guys a question. <laughs> but I did want to tell you, her family in Richmond still listen regularly because she got them hooked on you. Oh, wow, good <laughs> well, for them. Yeah, they don't have anything like that in Richmond, I bet. Uh, this show is kind of unique. They do not. I grew up there, and it's just great to be back in North Carolina and listening to you guys every Saturday. Oh, wonderful, Dan. That makes me feel so good, and I'm sorry that she had so much of a problem with groundhogs. They, well, they are a beast. Well, a little story. They're still dealing with the groundhog. <laughs> She's passed that on to him. I think she just thought, I'll, I'll leave them some fun to have with the groundhogs. So, but anyway, she yeah. thoroughly enjoyed the show. She oh. really did. Once she got hooked on it, she was there forever. So, Oh, thank you. That means so much. Well, it's, it's like one, one big family. That's and we're pretty happy. About it. We, we don't argue in that. here. She's our, one of our favorite places to go. It's, they are so wonderful out there. Place. They are. That, that you, place Dan. makes you, it's kind of like this show, it makes you feel good out there, and the people do too. Thank there you so you much. Uh, the, the question I have is I have a, uh, a Japanese maple that a couple of years back, and in that, uh, we put it in the wrong place, and I want to move it. And so my question has to do, it's about uh, two inches in diameter at the bottom of the trunk, and it goes up about seven feet high. 
And what I want to know is when to move that and what to do to prepare it and get it moved. I would love to keep it because it was a gift from a good friend. Well, we moved <clears throat> we moved that Japanese maple that was beside the fish pool at the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And it did very well. Uh, we moved it in January. How tall was that? Well, it's or a lower it? grower, but it was it had a big trunk on it, so right. it had a huge root system. Yeah. Um. So it's about it's about four feet tall, but what we did, we uh, I got the guys to dig way out from it. I mean, way even out further than the canopy. Okay. All and right. so we dug way out from it, got a huge root ball, and then we prepared. What we did was kind of raised it up a little bit on the ground and then filled in around it. We didn't dig a hole to put it in. We put it in the side of the we put it back in the side of the fish pool at the nursery. Oh. Okay. Okay. And so um and I know a friend of mine that um went to state and he's got a nursery up in the mountains. Uh Josh did the same thing. He dug up it was a huge one like you're talking about. I mean tall and and had a big root system. He dug that up, and what he did with that was kind of set it on the top of the ground and filled in around it. Um, oh, you have to keep it watered well, right. but it it just does better if you do that. So the main thing it sounds like, uh, Phil, would be to go out beyond the canopy, go down deep, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and sound like maybe the winter time is the best time to uh, to tackle that job. I would. We we did ours. Like I said, it was uh, it was either the end of December or first of January. Yeah. But um, you could even do that back around November. Well, that that sounds great. I don't want to lose it, but it's not in a good spot, and that was my fault. I just didn't pick the right place to put it. So. That's okay. They're they're pretty resilient. Yeah. Trees. Well, I'm counting on it because I lost <laughs> one in the spot where I'm gonna put it, so it'll be a good place to. To locate the new one. Listen, thank y'all so much, and how okay. much we thoroughly enjoy the show. Thanks, hey Dan, uh, what, what what are your uh, family your family that listens up there? What are their name? What's their right, name? We got Ben is one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a second one is Rick, and then uh, Donna. Those those three, uh, along with my sister in law uh, Dixie. Those four very regular listeners uh, on Saturday. They can. That's the great thing about technology. It's not always the best thing in the world, but yeah. that kind of thing, it is great because they can pick it up real easy. Yeah. Oh, well, Dan, right. thank I you very much, and, and uh, hello to Ben and Rick and Donna uh, and uh, also Dixie. Well, thank you. And they Joyce. love that. They'll, <laughs> they'll probably call me. They're building up uh, guts to call you from way Well, they better do it. <laughs> All right. Take care, Dan. We'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. We're rolling right along. It's 936. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Mike Rayley here along with uh, Rufus Edmiston, Ann Clapp, and uh, Phil Campbell with us. Also, Faye McNoll, who is a master gardener in Orange County. And, uh, Faye, I, I want you to – I'm, I'm going to take a couple of calls here, but I want you to um, think about some of the things we need to be doing uh, for our vegetable garden right now. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, let's go to Ann. Ann, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. 
We're good. We'll go to either Ann. Ann, do you want to talk? Or, uh, uh, Ann Johnson. Yeah. Well, good morning to you all. I hope you're doing well. Yes, ma'am. And I've enjoyed your show for many years. Thank you. I've got a question for you. I sent in uh, two pictures of weeds. I sent them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I saw that. I'm, and, I apologize. Uh, I haven't done my research. That's quite all right. I need to know what they are and or how to get rid of them, especially that. All right, that uh, I got to find the picture. Was it the shiny leafed one that you were concerned about? Um, you know, they now that like, I think of it, I don't know if they were shiny or not. They they look like some that were shiny. Leaves, two little leaves coming out, um, and they are in our front yard and flower beds by the thousands. It's, it's just incredible. Hmm. I am. Uh, I'm trying to find that post. I went to your to your mention. Tab I got it. And, I got it now. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, they've changed Facebook, and I can't figure it figure I out. Know, some of it. I know. I know. All right. While well, I'm looking at get it figured out, uh, I don't know. Now I see some chickweed in there, and I see uh, a little tiny maple getting started. Are you talking about the one that looks like it's getting ready to bloom? No. This larger. Uh, because there are two that, pictures. There are two pictures. One is by a verbena, which is uh, okay, yeah, to bloom, and um, then the other is by my uh, mailbox. But it it's a picture of the weeds in the yard. All right, are they the ones with the serrated edges? No. All right. Well, I see the ones with the serrated edges. I think are the small maple. Yeah, they look like maples. Because yeah, because when I pull those up, the pod is at the bottom. All right. Well, which which are uh, I see some Bermuda grass and or wire grass. Yeah. There, there are two pictures. Did you lose them, Phil? No, I okay. Hold on. You're just let trying to get, figure out what. Yeah. I'm, let me come over there. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, those those aren't those aren't maples. There's no, they're not. Yeah. They're weeds. Some type of tree just seeded out. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought you had a little uh, holly trees growing up in there. They're, That's little, what, they're little individual trees that have seeded. Yeah. Maybe beech trees or something. I don't, I don't know. So you think, huh. I don't, I'm not sure. We're going to have to do a little research on this. Okay. I see a pine, uh, uh, worm from a pine tree. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, I wish I could get. Yeah, I wish I could get them a little, uh, a little closer. The uh, the other picture was that the same thing? Those tiny little. Yes. Okay. Yeah. As I look a little closer now, some of them are. Mm-hmm. Some of them look more like chickweed, but the chickweed should should be going going away yeah, now. But fast. the others, the others have those little serrated edges on them, uh, and they and. Hmm. They're everywhere, I'll tell you that. This is the first year we've seen them. Uh, we'll have to do a little research, Anne. All right. On that, and uh, if you keep listening, we'll try and try and figure it out for you. Oh, I'll keep listening. Okay. Right. We don't want to run you off. Oh no! Oh no!
So would you be answering on the Facebook page or or I'll I'll get back to you if we if we can figure it out I'll get back to you or I'll tell you we can't figure it out that we're stupid <laughs> ignorant people I'm not going to believe that <laughs> about the picture <laughs> about yeah about what's in the picture generally not but we on this matter we might be I don't we'll know we don't know everything I certainly don't no. That's why I have oh, well. to have a, a a group of people in here. Yep, who, that's who why do I like being here to yeah to, to learn from to all the people that are calling <clears throat> in. That's that's the greatest. What thing. what about if I send send the picture to you, Phil, and mm-hmm. you send the picture to Lane? That sounds Would like Lane an know? idea. Okay, we'll Possibly. try that. Yeah, we'll we'll work on it. Yeah, but they you do have some little seedlings coming up. What are those? The little tree uh, seedlings. That's what she was talking about. Is the weed, wasn't it? N- uh, it's the maple pod. Okay, yeah. Well, that's the only weed I see. Yeah, I see lots of little maple seedlings coming up, and they're really crazy uh, right now. Well, the I can pull the maple seedlings up, and I get the pod at the bottom. Right, But the right. others I pull up, and there's, you know, just a, a very tiny root system. All right, we'll work on it. Yeah, we'll try. Seems like two different things. Right. Hmm. Well, we'll. Okay, I'll look at it a little bit more. We'll try All to right. figure that right. out. Well, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for calling, Ann. You're certainly welcome. Thank you. I, I look forward to hearing from you. Yes, ma'am. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye. 919-860-9783. Marcy is in Garner. Marcy, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. Good morning. I just have a little comment about a caller earlier um i too love clover and my yard is just full of it and i caution my husband not to mow too short but as for the red clover in a horse pasture that's a real no-no because it contains it is not poisonous but it gets a fungus on it that really um makes horses sick mules donkeys um, causes blistering, excess slobbering, uh, mm. the colic. Um, so um, that gentleman that wanted to know what to plant in the pasture, regular clover is wonderful, but the red is um, is something to stay away from. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. We had we had Hereford cattle, and it never seemed to bother the cattle. Yeah, it, cattle, uh, bovines it doesn't, but anything equine... Um, it can really, um, hmm. really do damage to them, and I don't know why, but it's the fungus that grows on it uh, as it matures um, really causes blistering and and uh, hmm. excess salivation and, hmm. and uh, can cause some digestive problems, which in a horse is, is uh, pretty... Very complicated, yeah. absolutely. Can be fatal. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But that's just all I had to say. I love your program, and I listen to it every every Saturday and get some really good uh, hints and and stuff. So, but I just wanted to uh, to um, give that little bit of information. Well, that's well, good to know. I won't, know. I won't ever give that information again. <laughs> I know a couple of people who drool a little bit. Maybe that's their problem. <laughs> into that red clover. <laughs> You know, that, hope not. I'll tell them to stay away from that. Yeah, yeah, but I I really enjoy your show and and keep up the good work. Thank you, Marcy. Thank I appreciate you, you being a part right. of it. Bye bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, Jackie is in Raleigh. Jackie, good morning. You're on WPTF. Yes, this is an accolade to Rufus's poem that he um, recited a few lines off last week uh-huh. and from last yeah. week, and it's very lovely. And it was from Alice Carey, Nobility Poem. And you can get it on your smartphone or on the Internet. But I've read it two or three times this week. It's really very pretty, and I'm glad that he... Um, turned us on to that well i didn't know where it came from but now i know something else (laughs) well i'm the lady who lives down in the sir walter um pretty close to where you work on salisbury street mr rufus oh you've seen uh you've seen rufus walking the streets (laughs) uh shaking hands and talking to people what sitting right outside the cvs and if he ever sees you and he recognizes you it doesn't matter who he's talking to. That's right. He'll include you, and you find out a lot of stuff real fast sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so I always enjoy that. But I do love that poem, and I think a lot of people will if they look it up. It kind of takes you back to childhood in a way. Well, well give us wow. a uh, give us a name and title of it again. Uh, the- Alice Carey, the Nobility Poem. Okay. All right. Thank you be, very much. To be rather than to sing. Yeah. And I think he did a couple of other lines, and I can't remember them. Essie quam we deary. True worth is in being, not seeming, in doing each day that goes by some little good, not in dreaming of great things to do by and by. Yeah. Now, why did you uh-huh. learn that? Was there a reason that you learned that? I just liked it one time when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Never forgotten it. Yeah. Well, it's a good practical, practical type thing, isn't it? And hate like well, acid. That's what I thought when I um, was reading about it. I thought, well, with all the things that Rufus was going to accomplish, uh, this it was interesting that he that this really caught his eye. I wasn't surprised. Yeah. At that, yeah. you all have a nice day. Well, thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, Jackie. Appreciate you calling. Bye. Yeah. What a nice compliment. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> we were uh, eating a couple of weeks ago at S&T's in Pittsburgh, and the owner said that she wanted to come over and talk to us, but she didn't want to bother the uh, celebrities at the table, <laughs> meaning Rufus. I said, no, no there's meaning. nobody that Rufus is not going to talk to. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Meaning Mike and Sweet. <clears throat> no, not, not us. Phil and and Rufus. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. All right, we're back on WPTF. 919-860-9783. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmiston. Phil Campbell of Campbell Road Nursery. Faye McNoll is also with us. Uh, Diane is in Fuquay, Verena. Diane? Hey. Hey, Mike. How yeah. are you? We're great. I hope you're well. I, I certainly am, and I'm just getting ready to uh, head outside and work on a new flower bed. But uh, my question is, I have several clumps of kaleidoscope abelia, and they all of a sudden they're out of control. Is, is it too late to prune them and... How should they be pruned? Because I, I did. I, I recall hearing something a long time ago that they should be pruned from the center. 
pruned from the center. I haven't heard that. Um, I, I'm getting ready to to uh, to prune. I mean, they it's they have flowered. <clears throat> they have flowered, so I you know go ahead and, and prune them. I've got some of those. I, I I don't think these have flowered yet. Oh, they haven't. No, it's it's um, kaleidoscope kaleidoscope abelia, and I think they I think mine tend to flower late. I think they're fall flowering actually, or maybe I'm wrong, but. I yeah, some of the some of the abelias have have I've, I've seen flowering, but you know, I guess it just depends on where you are. Yeah, uh, but you've never Phil, you've never heard anything. Rufus, you ever heard anything about uh, pruning an abelia from the center, starting at the center? No, that's where all the good 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 growth comes from. Yeah, yeah. prune in winter. It says that's all. I'm looking in the plant. Yeah, box. yeah, I would winter. Yeah, but it doesn't say how. Yeah, right. <clears throat> Now, if if, oh, so, if one of the branches gets out of hand, you could go down and put put it to the yeah. the bottom of the plant. But I, I don't I don't ever prune my abelia at all. Yeah, these are they're low growing. Yes, they're, they're you know they're not, but they're very they become very wide suddenly. Are they along a walkway or something? Because I have some well, near a walkway. On a, a border. Um, yeah. In front of my uh, in front of my. Yeah, well, that that's the that's the nature of that. Now you could go if they're if they're being wide, you could go down to the ground on the outside to, to reduce your your width if, if if that's the problem. Yeah, I mean some some of the some of the the branches, um, the stems, they're you know they're suddenly three feet you know three feet long and okay, oh my yeah. yeah you can take those off. Now you you you're not going to. Do anything about the width if you go from the middle anyway. But it, you don't think is it is it too late to prune them now? No, no, they're going to bloom in the summer according to this. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. I, I, these have I'm pretty sure these had not flowered. Hmm. Now mine mine blooms in uh, late summer, sometimes even into the fall. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right for these. You may cut a few of your bloom your buds off, but the right. deal is if you want them if they're bothering you the way they are then it's better to go ahead and get them down to the right size before they get out of hand so much and then you probably will still have some bloom mm-hmm. okay because you're not going to cut every limb so no or, it just they yeah they I, they just need to be shaped okay as i said i think my main concern is whether i left it too late to uh, to prune them yeah no it would no. be better to do it in the winter but mm-hmm. if like I say, if you need to get a few of the limbs off, it's it's fine to do. It's not going to hurt the tree, the bush. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, they're pretty. They're pretty resilient. I don't know what I was thinking of that was blooming now, or just some of the. Well, some of the shrubs are like some of the. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Like smaller shrubs are blooming now, but um. Wagelia is blooming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Wagelia. I, I don't think they'll be flowering for another two or three months yet. Okay. Well, they're a pretty well, plant. They were they were a beautiful well, introduction. They are. Hey, Diane, you always lend a little class to the show when you call yes, you with do. that beautiful <laughs> accent. Which part of England are you from? Hold on a sec. I was in my garage. I'm just going to walk back in the house and turn the radio off. So I can, there's too much outdoor noise. Hold on a second, right? All right. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll turn my radio off, too. <laughs> turn the radio off right now. Yeah, me too. So we don't get any background. 919-860-9783. I'll give the telephone number. Okay. So what, what part of, of uh, England are you from originally? 
originally from Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Oh, wow. But okay. you would not know it from my accent. So. So, so you don't have a Yorkshire accent? What what type no. of accent do you have? Uh, I, I don't know. My <laughs> Depending on who I'm talking to, it was something like a, a mid-Atlantic twang. Or, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's a beautiful accent. I, as I say, it, it, you lend some class to the program when you call. Uh, I wish <laughs> you'd call more it. often. I actually, uh, I talked to you years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I think when I just started planting, I moved to um, North Carolina from New York about 11 years ago. And I talked to you in the early years, and I was, um, I was had a question about, a uh, what was it, a redneck girl? <laughs> it was... One of the, I think it was a hibiscus. Oh yeah, yeah, the variety. Um, yeah, and, and, and I called. I called up about that. Uh, one of my, um, one of my uh, fellow employees, uh, one of my co- co-workers, had heard me on the radio, and she she kept teasing me about why why a a, a, a British girl would be asking about a redneck girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I lost the plan. Well, Diane, why did you wait so long to call us back? I mean, you didn't get mad with us or anything, did you? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, you know, it's, I, I just uh, I just retired recently, so now, you know, my entire focus is is, is on the garden, and um, I don't know. I've just seems to have been really busy. Now, now, now I have Saturdays that I don't have to go running around doing errands. I can yeah. Oh, good. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, please call us a little more often, would you? <laughs> and we love we love hearing from people from Fuquay Verena anyway. And uh, by the way, I just want to give um, uh, a little plug today. Um, Nelsa is having um, has food trucks over at the garden hut today. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, she didn't. She didn't tell me that. I know you sometimes broadcast from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's. Uh, she's got three food trucks coming, and uh, I'm meeting a group of friends over there uh, in a couple of hours to check out the food trucks and see what Nelson has in store. Yeah, she had some a couple of weeks ago, and um, that <laughs> yes, was uh, that was like uh, Korean so food. Practically walked there. It was really interesting food that they had. I think it was mostly Korean, and they had some um, New Orleans. Uh, what, what's the beignet? Beignets, yes. Oh, okay. oh uh, yes. I, I, I don't know what she's got going on there today, so it'll be a surprise. Yeah. But um, well, have fun. There still. Yeah, have fun. All right. Well, thank you all. It's always it's always great to uh, to hear you. And uh, yes, I'll call again soon. Please thank do. You. Thanks, thank Diane. You. Yeah, thank, thank you, Diane. Bye bye. Bye bye. You had a great food truck out last week. We did. Golly. Those are those are friends of ours, and they're just they do a People really good job. People were lining up for them. They and, do a and really what were good they, job. They, they were serving. Uh, they were serving whatever you wanted, but whatever you asked right. them. Mediterranean food. Yeah, mostly. I mean, it was like. Chicken, or they were. You, you told me they were willing to to make hamburgers and hot dogs if you wanted. Oh yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna uh, come back and do that, and yeah. that'll be great. Yeah, they've but got Mediterranean a food is much better for us. It Rufus, was good. I, I saw you in line. I really got in there. It was good. <laughs> yeah, they make homemade sauces and things for yeah. there. So I mean, did you literally go in there? Did you literally go in the food truck? No, Phil was serving drinks. Okay. <laughs> I was sat with our visitors from uh, uh, Tara Britt and her her mother yeah. and father. Oh, and, wonderful! That's and great. Another person. We all had a wonderful time under the tent. Well, I. Maybe one wonderful place to be at Phil's. I know. Appreciate that.
More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF.